Yellow. Hey, 2020 called. They want their podcast back. Welcome back or welcome to the Class of 2020, a podcast for those anxious but determined to live life lavish in a post-pandemic world. I'm Sophia Rain. So I did something really impulsive the other day. Well, the other night, really. I was reading some essay about the actor and 1950s beefcake Rock Hudson for class. It was actually a good piece, although I did get irritated by society when they freaked out because they realized that their image of this quintessential all-American man was, in fact, gay. Like, it is possible for men to be masculine and to like other guys at the same time. But hey, it was the 50s and everybody thought that queer folks were also communists and that they would make the whole country gay and communist. So what are you going to do? But I had been reading for this class for ages at this point, not to mention that I had been in that class for four hours previously, so my brain was cooked. So cooked, in fact, that I actually have no clue how I ended up on CheapFlights.com. All I know is that the next morning I had booked a flight to the UK. Holy shit, I booked a flight to the UK. Where did I get the actual audacity? Who do I think I am? What kind of money do I think I have? What made me think that I could travel internationally without my mother? When I said one of my New Year's goals was to be more outgoing, I didn't mean going out of the country. But the 24-hour period in which I can cancel and get a refund is over. So I guess I'm committed. I know I'm making it sound like I don't actually want to go on an exciting international adventure, but don't get it twisted. I really want to go. I've actually wanted to take this trip for nearly 10 years. I'm just thrown over how spontaneously, more like impulsively, made a 10-year dream into a sudden reality. When I was but a small thing, obsessed with Harry Potter, pre-JK Rowling drama, but I still love the book. I just appreciate them with a greater consciousness of who the author is. My family moved to England, and we lived there for about three years. I made some amazing friends, and when we graduated from primary school, seventh grade in America, we promised each other that after secondary school, high school, We would reunite in Corfu, Greece, and spend the summer there. And as senior year came around, I had every intention to see my friends again. Probably not in Corfu, but at least in England. But the world shut down my 2020 summer plans as it shut down everything else. Then life got in the way, and that was that for the next few years. Then on a cold, rainy day in January, I suddenly pull the trigger, and I'm finally taking the trip that I wanted to in 2020. I have never done anything like this before. It's exactly what I want for my life, though. I mean, even people older than myself seem to agree. I've actually heard from a few people that your 20s is when you've got to take advantage of traveling. Most of us don't have a long-term job or major responsibilities yet, and people will be more likely to let you couch surf. As a matter of fact, I was texting my friends in the UK to let them know that I was coming, and two have already said that they'll be traveling themselves when I get there, which part of me was like bummed, but the other part was like, Slay, man, go to Thailand, go to South Africa. I love that for them. I mean, if I'm completely honest, I would love to just spend the whole summer backpacking across the world like that. But I think a week-long trip in the spring to a familiar country is a good first step. This will also be my first time traveling as an adult by myself. Actually, really by myself, period. The closest experience to flying by myself was when I was like eight or something. My parents shipped me and my brother off to Missouri to stay with our grandparents while they did God knows what. And I distinctly remember going up an escalator absolutely sobbing as my parents became smaller and smaller before disappearing behind a wall. I wasn't even alone. 
My grandma flew with us, and yet I was distraught by being away from my mom and dad. Sure, I'm 21 years old now, but trust and believe that I will be an anxious wreck leading up to departure and when I return. As a matter of fact, I can almost guarantee that within the walls of any airport, I will be sweating with nerves until I'm sitting on my seat in the economy section with a plastic cup of Coke Zero in front of me. You know, I wonder if airport anxiety really started or at least exponentially increased after 9-11. What was airport culture like then? All I know is that people could say goodbye at the gate instead of before you enter the maze of fear and tension that is the security check, and that kind of just blows my mind. I am a young white woman, and even I am afraid of security pulling me aside at the security entrance. What if I did bring two ounces more of shampoo, let alone a whole ass bomb? That reminds me actually of one time that I was at an airport, and just as I passed the threshold of security, a frightening alarm sounded. Not one of those cute little beep beeps of the metal detectors, but like a full-on fire alarm mixed with a tornado siren. Security blocked anyone from leaving the security check to go into the gate section, and for like 20 minutes afterwards, I basically came to terms with the fact that I was going to die. This was at the Denver airport too, which is apparently haunted as hell, so at least my death would be a part of like a future BuzzFeed Unsolved episode. But the alarm eventually stopped, and I made my plane. I know that once I arrive at my destination, I'll be fine. I think. My friend is letting me stay in her apartment, which is such a blessing, so I won't have the added anxiety of finding and paying for a place to stay. I mean, I already had one aneurysm for spending money for a plane ticket, but yeah, outside of the airport, I'll only have my regular anxiety, plus worrying about getting lost, kidnapped, or losing my belongings in a foreign country. Nothing I can't handle. But I'm really excited to actually go on this journey. I mean, I'll be able to see friends that I haven't seen in, like, a decade. But outside of the excitement of getting to see friends, I think what is the most thrilling about this trip is that it's very, I don't know, adult? Traveling solo is such an exercise of independence in my mind. Traveling period is a core part of what I want my adult life to be full of. Sure, it's a little less than a week and it's certainly not a luxury trip, but the ability to experience a different country is such an electric idea. Maybe that's because I feel like I haven't experienced all that much yet especially as a college student. I'm not gonna go crazy, but I definitely wanna live a little more than I've allowed myself to since 2020. I'll be in complete control over what I do and when I do it, and while I'm away, I'll have no classes, no parents, no work, but I'm sure I'll find a way to weave it in somehow, and no responsibility except to make sure that I don't get lost, kidnapped, or lose my things. Dang, that's actually kinda scary having all of that independence. No supervision, no family, no guidance. I need a little bit of structure. What if something goes wrong? What if I'll have to pay an exorbitant medical bill? Oh wait, the UK has a better and more affordable healthcare system. Disregard that last one. But still, so much can go wrong. Then again, so much can go wrong anywhere. And chances are, I'll be fine. And hopefully this will just be one of my many solo travel trips I take. This is a risk. This is a chance to get out of my comfort zone and really practice being an adult and in charge of my life. This is a chance to live a life that I've always wanted for myself. Carpe freaking diem. In preparation for this little excursion, I've already learned so much because, because what am I than a girl who researches deeply into things so I know exactly what to expect and do? Like, I'll look up how long movies are before going to the cinema to figure out what snack to bring and also mentally prepare myself if it's hella long. Actually, when I was buying my ticket, I had to pause because I was asked if I wanted 
flight insurance for like an extra 80 bucks, my first instinct was like, ha, nope. The plane ticket alone was enough to make me cringe. So I confidently selected to opt out. But when I did, the section turned this pale red and a message appeared, led by that little triangle warning sign with an exclamation point in the middle. It basically said, are you sure you want to opt out of this insurance that will save your life? Because if you don't choose flight insurance, you'll probably spontaneously combust on the plane or your baggage will be taken hostage by the mob. It didn't say that in so many words, but that was the vibe. The little triangle caution symbol alone was enough to make me second guess and gaslight myself. So, as a wannabe independent person, I called my dad for help. But listen, my dad travels a lot. So, I was basically asking a professional. And yes, I also googled, but the articles I read were vague and essentially said maybe get the insurance. I don't know, whatever you think is best. That's not helpful to a person who spends 10 minutes making a decision in a card game, let alone a decision about my well-being while traveling internationally. As I expected, my dad had the answer. He has never purchased flight insurance. He said, as long as I'm 100% certain that I will actually take the trip, the insurance isn't really necessary. He also essentially implied that the insurance only kicks in under very specific circumstances. My mom chimed in too to agree with my dad, so I was reassured and my intuition was validated. I denied that flight insurance and locked in my ticket. Suck it unnecessarily ominous website graphics. On that note, here are some other travel tips that I heard recently that you should know before you go, from one first-timer to another, especially if you're traveling on a budget or by yourself. Number one, plan as far in advance as you can. Two, travel in your destinations off-season. Number three, avoid flying on weekends and holidays. These first three will help you get the cheapest airfare. I mean, the difference between the cost of traveling in the spring versus the summer alone for this flight that I'm taking was significant. Also, the closer you are to your departure, the more expensive tickets will be. So be spontaneous, but give yourself like three months. If I could have bought tickets to leave on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, I definitely would have. Unfortunately, my school schedule has forced me to leave and return on more popular travel days, and tickets really are cheaper on random weekdays. Number four, hostels greater than hotels, unless you can afford a hotel. I love staying in hotels. There is something about that vibe of hotels that just gets me. I always get the urge to sprint down the hallways and hoard the free toiletries, but hostels will save you money. Now, I've never stayed in a hostel, and I know those places can be nasty, so definitely do some research for hostels in safe parts of where you're going. If you're brave enough to couch surf, do that. I'm gonna basically be couch surfing at a friend's place, but there are websites to find people that will host young travelers. But stay away from Craigslist. Murderers use Craigslist, so use like couchsurfing.com or Airbnb. But at the end of the day, only stay in a place where you feel safe. I know that's common sense, but sometimes if you're me, you need it drilled into your brain to prioritize your safety over your spending. Number five, make sure you have a valid passport. Number six, See if you need a visa of some sort. These steps should actually be taken before any of the other ones because if you're traveling internationally and you're missing one or both of these, then you're in a pickle. God bless my mom who reminded me visas existed at all. And honestly, 
It only took a quick Google search, and I learned that I don't need a visa based on the kind of trip that I'm taking and where I'm coming from. Different countries have different visa requirements, so read that small print carefully. In terms of passports, I don't know. I think it's kind of unspoken, but I think everybody should always have a valid passport, even if you don't intend on traveling, just for like, you know, those spontaneous moments in the middle of the night when you feel like you want to buy a trip to Europe. And also getting either passports or visas takes hella time, so be aware of that little inconvenience. Number seven, be aware of where all your important stuff is at all times. I don't think you need to carry your passport everywhere you go, but make sure that it's in a safe place and a discreet place. I imagine myself checking on my passport at least once a day when I'm traveling, but that's just because I'm paranoid. Number eight, walking greater than public transport greater than renting a car. This really only applies when traveling to a city when you can get around easily by walking or public transport. But I mean, even still, if you're farther out, walking and public transport are great for budget exploration. But sometimes you gotta pull the trigger and just get the car. Number nine, research free things to do where you're going. Another thing I love is looking for events and things to do anywhere I go, even if it's just an hour from my house. Who knows, you may find some cute museum or a quirky little park or just window shop. Taking in the sights doesn't cost a thing unless you have glasses or contacts, which I do. 10. Don't be afraid to spend money. I know most of these tips focus on saving money and I've talked a lot about my aversion for spending money, but don't let your budgeting stop you from living a little. I'm really telling myself all of these frankly common sense tips because I often have to talk through my processes for them to stick in my noggin, but this last one in particular is one that I really need to drill in. Like I said, I get so much anxiety from spending money, and I gotta process that with my therapist, but what is the point of having money if you're not going to spend it? I mean, don't be, don't be reckless, but what are you gonna do? Bury it? I don't have kids, so I'm not needing to build generational wealth or anything. My rational mind is like, if you're not paying bills, loans, or taxes, and you're not investing your money, can someone please explain investing to me? Then that money is just waiting to get back into the world. Oh, that reminds me, I'm gonna have to tell my bank that I'm gonna be overseas so they don't think my account has been hacked. It could happen. There are probably dozens of more important solo traveling tips, but 10, 11, if you count telling your bank you're traveling, but 10 is a nicer number than 11, so we'll say 10. 10 is a good start. Ugh, I'm so excited and scared. This isn't the last that I'll be talking about this trip, let alone traveling, hopefully, fingers crossed. But this is a big step for me in becoming the person I want to be and a big step in becoming an adult in general. I'm taking back the trip I missed in 2020 and going to live every moment to its fullest. Or at least I'll try to. Living every single moment to its fullest sounds great, but low-key exhausting so I'll throw in a little lavish nap here and there, unless the jet lag keeps me up. But that's a problem for future me. Be sure to like and follow the Class of 2020 podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to good stuff. Also, let me know what you think in a review so I can get better and tell stories that really interest you. You can also tell me your stories by following and DMing me at Class of 20 Pod on Instagram. Sending all the good vibes, so go live life lavish. 